Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to another brand new episode of the Define University podcast. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I'm so excited you are here. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are a new listener, welcome. I would love to connect with you. So make sure you say hello on uh, social media so that I can thank you for listening. And if you are a return listener, as always, thank you so much for tuning in each week or thereabouts, right, (laughs) for every episode that I put out. I truly appreciate um, your continued support and would not be here without you guys. And um, yeah, so what do you say we dive in? So I just actually finished recording uh, as a guest on a podcast that I'm so excited to share more about um, in the future. It'll be out uh, in the fall. And so, but I had this just, you know, burst of energy from what having amazing conversation often brings. And so I thought, what better way to continue that momentum by recording a podcast for you guys? And that I think in and of itself is a really huge tip. So let's just dive into that real quick. And then I promise we will get to the core content of this episode um, being purposely present. And how do we take action steps to stay present in our lifestyle instead of getting just kind of flooded with all the things that, you know, are always on our never ending to do lists. So building your momentum, right? This all comes down to energy. And so this comes down to knowing both time, right? And time um, availability, I will say, but also your energetic capacity, okay? So again, let's kind of break that down. Time availability and energetic capacity. So here is a real life example. Time availability. I am home right now. It is my, what I am deeming my first day, first official day of summer, right? And so I also deemed this week like appointment week. I apparently set up like every appointment under the sun and that's okay. But when we think of time availability, so it is 1020 right now that I am recording this. Kaylee and I need to leave. So Kaylee's here with me. We need to leave the house around 1115 to go get Kelsey and bring her to her doctor's appointment. Okay. So time availability. I have about an hour, right? That is what is available. It has, you know, what I want you is not, it's not scarcity. It's not, I don't have enough time. It's not, I'm running out of time. It's what is available to me right now. I have an hour. Okay, great. Then, and again, I think more importantly, we want to look at what is your energy capacity for that hour. Like I said, I just finished coming off a podcast. So my energy right now is high. And that to me is like a really great time to record a podcast because I have to, the point or the, one of the challenges of a podcast is I have to share without you seeing me, you're hearing my voice. So if I'm not energetic, if I was sitting here like, all right, you guys, so today here's what we're going to talk about. Like you would have already tuned me off. Hopefully, hopefully you haven't done that. Hopefully you've gotten to where we are right now. But the energy you bring to what you are doing is essential. And I think this, we could have a whole podcast on this, right? This is what takes, I think, a good lesson to an amazing lesson in the classroom. This is what takes that standard connection up a level is our energy. It's not about like different skill sets and all these things. And yes, those are important and they matter. But the energy, the energetic capacity that you bring, it, it blows it out of the water. And so that's why so much of what I teach on is how do you 
ignite your own energy because that is your powerhouse. That is what helps you go from here to there while maintaining that level of excitement and passion for what we do. So, okay, I kind of, whoo, let's bring it back. (laughs) If you are new here, you guys quickly will learn I tend to go on tangents. So I'm going to bring it, I'm going to rein it in and we're going to bring it back. So all that to say is if you are trying to decide what do I do right now, right? Like what would be the best use of my time? You want to look at those two things. How much time do you have available, right? Before a prior commitment. And then what are you, what do you have the energetic capacity for? If I got, you know, if I had woken up and I'm like, okay, I have an hour, but I wasn't really feeling the podcast. My energy wasn't high. Well, then I have other things on my brain dump list that I could do to that are at the energetic capacity that I would have for that moment. And then we could go into things like energizers or regulators and all the things. And trust me, I'm taking notes here. We will make sure there are episodes on these things if that is what you want. So obviously make sure you reach out. Let me know if these are any topics that you would love to learn more about. Um, I would be happy to record them, but I want to make sure that they are serving you. So, all right, we're going to now rein it all the way back in, and we're going to dive into episode 116, which is Purposely Present, Five Action Steps for Staying Present. In this episode, I'm actually really excited to record it too because it goes hand in hand with my very first ever blog post on the Define University website. So if you have not checked that out yet, I would be so honored if you would head on over and just check it out. So if you head to defineuniversity.com backslash blog, or if you go to the main homepage, you'll see right at the top blog. And there is one very lovely, <laughs> if I do say so myself, blog post that is about this topic. But this is what I've decided because so much of what I write about I love to then speak about because I think sometimes, one, people like to either read it or hear it or sometimes both, but I do think it also captures differently on paper than with on the podcast. And I love both, right? And so I figured, why not do both? So it doesn't mean every episode is going to have a blog post, but ones that I want to go a little bit more into detail with or share maybe some examples about that are harder to maybe write, um, I will bring those to the podcast so you can get it one or both ways. So why do we need to stay present? (laughs) And hopefully you have some kind of inclination of this. And if not, then trust me, you are in the right place um, because this is what I teach and preach on because this is what I truly believe changes everything in our lives. The ability to stay present is everything. And this is not a Lindsay concept. This is a, you know, universal concept that come from all sorts of different people before me. I am just sharing it to you through my perspective. So if we are not present, we are either living in the past or we are living in the future. And and it's really not living. We are um, worried about um, the past, um, maybe not even worried, maybe analyzing, maybe feeling guilty, right? We, we have some sort of feeling about the past or we are living in anticipation of the future. Now, on their own, one or both of those are not, are not necessarily bad, right? I want us to get away from thinking good versus bad, right versus wrong. But I want us to think about what is. And the only area, the only time I have the ability to change anything is in this present moment. And yes, that comes with reflecting from past experiences or visualizing future experiences. But the only way to make them connect, they have to bypass through, you guessed it, the present. And so this is why I believe wholeheartedly in this. 
When I think back to my days in the classroom where I was struggling, I was burnt out, I was so frustrated, coming home in tears every night is because I had no idea what the present moment was supposed to feel like for me. I lived so deeply in shouldville of what I thought it should be based on what I was seeing from other people, what I had been just taught at, you know, in grad school. I was trying to do all the things I thought I should do. And that really was just bypassing the present. I was going from what did I do before and did that work or not? And then what am I going to change? Because I had this mindset that I couldn't do the same thing twice. And, and again, I don't really know a lot or remember a lot of where that came from other than I didn't have the confidence in myself to fully believe in what I was doing. And so if something quote unquote worked in the classroom, I would assume it was a fluke and I would change it ever so slightly to see if it could be better, right? It was never good enough. And so I never understood this, this value in living in the present moment that I do now. And now I realize that I'm going to go from my past to my future. I'm going to have these ever, you know, elusive thoughts, but they always bypass through the center, which is the present. And that is where I choose to focus most of my time, right? I'm still a work in progress too. And so, but it is where I aim to live because that is where the most change is going to happen. And so five ways that I have been living more present lately is what we're going to dive into today. So the first is letting go of the unfinished. I was always somebody that had to finish everything she started at the time that she started it. And this could be as simple as like the dishes to a more complicated, like if I'm organizing my closet, right? This could be something at work that's like if I'm start, if I start a, a behavior plan, then I've got to finish it in that same sitting, right? If I start a lesson and we got interrupted, that was the worst because I couldn't let go of the unfinished. But here's the thing, guys, life happens. If my goal, if my core value is to be present, living in this present moment, then, I, then I've got to be okay. I've got to teach myself to be okay with unpredictability and with change and being flexible when those things come. Now, something I want to be really mindful of here is this is not to say, go start 100 things and don't finish them. <laughs> that is not what I'm trying to share. What I'm trying to share is though, is if you do start something or not if, when you start something, if something else happens that interrupts that flow, it is okay to pause for a moment and say, where is my energy going right now? A simple example that came to me um, last week or the week prior is I had this idea to clean out the closet in my daughter, my younger daughter's bedroom. It, she doesn't need it right now, but she will need it eventually. And it just was something on my heart that day. And I was like, let's do it. You know, kind of side note, I love organizing. That's like my favorite thing to do. Actually, I love decluttering so that I can organize. Very key difference, right? But as so I started, like I didn't really even think about, talk about time and energy. Like I didn't even think about like how much time do I have? What is my capacity? I just kind of was like, this is what I want to do. So I did it. And I got into it about an hour. I had everything kind of out of the closet, all over the bed, all over her room. It was Hot Mess Express, but I was loving every second of it. And then I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, we got to go. <laughs> I had appointments. I think I think it was on a day where like Kaylee had a birthday party to go to. Like uh, we had to leave the house. And I looked at it for a moment. And I thought, OK, I'll get back to it when I get back to it. And it was in that moment, I had this like cheesy grin on my face. My husband was like, what are you smiling about? Like, what is going on? I go, 
I just literally said to myself, I'll get to it when I get to it. And he knows me well enough to be like, that's pretty amazing. You know, he's like, wow, that's you've come a long way. And we both kind of chuckled and laughed. But that comment kind of like stayed with me for most of the day because, see, in the past, I mean, I would have left because I would have had to, <laughs> right? I got to go to these appointments. But I would not have been able to um, emotionally and, and really in my thoughts disconnect from that. I would have gone to these appointments I had. I would have been, you know, with my kids in the car thinking, I really need to get back and clean that room. That would have been my focus. That would have been my hyper, like, focus on everything. And instead, on this day, I was able to say, okay, I'll get to it when I get to it. I was able to detach and I was able to go home or to go to my appointments without continuing to stress about it. And here's an area that I see it for educators. When you leave work for the day, do you leave work at work? Or do those thoughts about your day, about your to-do list, about your kid's behavior, about whatever, do they come with you home? See, I think I see a lot of things out there that are, you know, leave at your contract time, don't work extra. And I'm not here to say do that or don't do that. But what I am here to say is when you leave work, leave work. Like more than physically, emotionally detach through your mindset, through your thoughts detach, not to the point that it's completely gone, but allow yourself to say, okay, this part of my day is done. And I did as best a job as I could. It was amazing. It was whatever it was, even if it was challenging. Today was filled with challenging moments and that's okay. Literally use as you close the door to your classroom or your office, literally say, I did the best I could today. Thank you so much for serving me. I am now going to this. Let go of the unfinished. Because never when we leave our classrooms is everything going to be finished. Like it just doesn't happen, right? There's always more to do because we are always living. But when we can detach, when we can say, I did what I did and now I'm going to do this, it's powerful. It really is truly powerful. You know, this also could show up just at home, right? If I'm folding a bunch of laundry and Kaylee comes and is like, hey mom, can you help me with this? I really want to talk to you about that. I'm going to kind of see for a moment, right? Like, and, and I'm going to gauge based on, this isn't to say too, like you drop everything you're doing for everybody else, right? I'm trying to give you a bunch of different examples so that you can really start to kind of understand how this is bringing you back to the present moment. Remember, that's really what today is all about. How do we be purposely present? So if I have like one more thing to fold, right? And she doesn't seem like too upset, but like maybe can wait 30 seconds. I'm going to say that. Absolutely, honey, I'll be right down. I'm going to fold this one shirt and then I'm coming to you. Now, if I've got one more shirt or 10 more shirts, but she comes to me and she is crying that I'm cued into that present, you know, cue that present moment, I'm going to say, oh my goodness, something is really happening. Of course I have time. Where would you like to speak? Let's go have a conversation, right? So, but the point is when I'm present and I look at, I look at her or we look at our students, we look at ourselves and we really pause for a second to say, what is happening in this moment, that is going to help us make much clearer action steps moving forward, okay? So that is letting go of the unfinished. It is okay to leave things unfinished because when we're living in the present moment, we are making those decisions based on where we are at in the moment that it's happening. All right, the second one, ditching arbitrary timelines. I feel like this has become one of my favorite phrases as of lately because I just think we are so often... We put arbitrary timelines on ourselves, both in the t- in the sense of how long is it going to take me to do something, but then also just kind of like associating certain things with certain days. 
So again, if I want to stay present, well, that means each day I decide. (laughs) I decide what to do. You know, if you have followed me at all for any length of time, you know that I hate to-do lists. I do not write them anymore. And if I do, they are three things or less. They are more of a priority list. Anything else goes on a brain dump list or is categorized on other um, just note documents that I have. And you might be thinking like, but is that really different than a to-do list? Well, for me, it is. Because here's here's what would happen. I would look at my to-do list and that became my to-do or else list. Like if I don't do this, I'm not worthy list. If I don't get this list done today, I am not living in my purpose. And those are just ridiculous. Like those are not true at all. So they do not serve me. So I don't do to-do lists because I, I have this connection between to-do and productivity, right? An effort. And I know that now. And so, but it's just not a tool that helps me. You know, I always, as I'm in the stores and I see like the various to-do lists that are like 30 lines long, I'm like, no, (laughs) nobody wants to wake up in the morning and see like, oh, this is what I have to do today. Like, no, like, what do you want to do? What do you get to do? See, I've designed my life, aka defined my life, so that I decide. And if there are priority things, if there's things that come up, amazing. I But I still get to choose. There's still a, a level of choice because I've chosen the reason why that's even a thing, right? So if I have something that comes up for work, I'm not gonna question, I mean, I might question it if I don't like believe in it or it doesn't align to me, but I'm not gonna question kind of deeper because I'm gonna say, I chose this work. This is a part of the practice. If I have ideas to make it different, to make it better, I can share my voice, absolutely. But so when we think of these arbitrary timelines, right, we have to ask ourselves, like, whose timeline am I living? One area I used to do this was Sundays were always laundry day for me, like always. And and lately, right, I'm like, that doesn't serve me at all because I don't want to be stuck in the house, especially as we're heading into summer, right? We're going to be up at um, my in-law's cottage most weekends. It's not even available anymore. And if it was, it is not how. When I think of how do I want to spend my Sundays, it is not doing laundry. And so I made a change, right? I ditched that timeline or that story that I would tell myself that laundry has to be done all at once in on Sunday. And I do a little bit each day. And if I don't have enough to do a load, then it goes to the next day. Like simple, <laughs> right? Keep it simple. But just arbitrary timelines of just kind of anything, right? Like, well, I have to get this done this week. Well, why? Right. Like ask yourself why. And if there really is like a sell because it's due or, you know, anything that really does have that timeline, like, OK. But most of the time what I found is that's just not it. Like that's just not true. It's I've made up this arbitrary timeline. And if I made it up, I can change it. And so if you want to, you know, get back to the present moment, then ditch those timelines. Right. Pay attention to the timelines that you're saying you, quote unquote, have to live by. And remind yourself that this present moment is really what matters most. And so what are you going to spend your time doing that you have the availability for and the energy, energetic capacity for? Leaving Shouldville behind, right? Oh, you guys know I love Shouldville. I love talking about it. I don't love being there. <laughs> um, what is Shouldville? Shouldville is where we go when we think, say things like I should, right? I should do this. I should do that. And recognize that this is still purposeful. It connects to our beliefs. And so when we are saying those things, right, it's connecting to other people's opinions, other people's perspectives, what we think we should do based on past experience. And that is never present day, right? I kind of just mentioned it. That's living in the past, right? Or worrying about the future. 
So bringing it back to the present moment, we want to get rid of shouldville. We want to leave shouldville because I can't be present there. You know, things like guilt, worry, shame, judgment, they're present in shouldville. But if I want to be and I aim to be present, right, well, then it's what am I what am I getting to do? What am I choosing to do versus what do I think I should do? And again, this connects to past beliefs. So if you're finding an area that you are constantly finding yourself saying, I should do this, I should do it like this, I should be better at that, I should go do this, first of all, pause, right? Ask yourself, you know, kind of where is this coming from, right? Is this my thought or is this somebody else's thought, right? Is this what I think, you know, somebody else is thinking of me? Is this, is it true? Right? Is it actually true? Does everybody in the world believe this to be a true statement? And then most importantly, does it serve me? And if it does not, then we get to rewrite it. And we get to unpack that belief, unpack that story, and really get to the core of what, it, what are my thoughts telling me so that I can change them to move forward. I can create different boundaries, different standards, different habits, set my core values so that I am living a life that I choose to be living in the present versus living in Shouldville that I am not in control of. All right, the fourth one to stay present is being comfortable with uncomfort, being uncomfortable, <laughs> oh my goodness, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's a tongue twister, holy moly. Um, this one's hard for me. Like I don't, like I share, I share it with you because it's something I'm learning and practicing, but it's tough, it's difficult, right? Because what do we often do in the present moment when we become uncomfortable? <laughs> We go the other way, right? Or we stop doing the thing that's making us that, um, making us feel that way. And something I have been practicing wholeheartedly is sticking with it, right? If I feel uncomfortable, unless it's like a sense of danger, right? That's very different. But this is just that sense of like, oh, this is an uncomfortable conversation. I'm just going to stay quiet. Not anymore, right? Or what I'm practicing is, oh, this is a really uncomfortable conversation. I'm going to breathe. And I'm going to share my voice because my voice des des um, deserves to be heard, okay? So you will find experiences every day probably or at least every week that make you feel uncomfortable, that make you feel like, mm, I'm just going to go the other way. <laughs> I'm going to just not even address that. I'm going to ignore it, right? Well, we know that by ignoring things, it just does not go away, right? That is why I do not like planned ignoring as a standalone behavior strategy because it does not work. <laughs> but again, that's a that's for another time and place. Um, where was I going with that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so anytime we want to just quote unquote ignore, that is the perfect time to say, okay, I'm going to do something different. I am going to practice and tell yourself this, like, Tell yourself, I'm going to practice getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's only going to last a few seconds. I'm going to share my voice. Here we go, right? The more we practice it, the more um, it, the, the more aligned to us it will feel, okay? All right, last one. Woo, okay. Saving nothing for later. This concept came to me as I was listening to the Big Conversations podcast with Haley Hoffman-Smith. And at first, I, I, I literally like read the title and I was like, I don't like it seems interesting, but I don't know, like save. No, I don't know. It just it took a minute for my head to kind of wrap itself around it. But as she was speaking, it has been a total game changer for me. So I listened to the episode and started to implement this concept in really simple ways. And that's, you know, truthfully, that's what I hope you do when you listen to, to both this podcast and any podcast. It's like 
consume the content, but then create your own meaning in really small, simple ways. Don't just like do like full wholeheartedly what I'm doing unless I give you like, hey, try this specific strategy out, but apply meaning to you, like make it work to you. And so when I listened to this um, episode by Haley, one of the things I noticed I was doing a lot of was just silly little things like I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Things like I can't even think, of course, can't even think of examples right now, but um, like paying a bill or um, taking out the garbage or organizing some papers that we had by the fridge, like nothing monumental here, like really simple things that I was like, I'll just do them later. I'll just do them later. Well, what she reminded me of is that when we save things for later, energetically, again, here we're tying in our energy, it stays in our mind and, and, and takes up space ultimately. Even if I write it on a, on a list, and this is something I often teach, right? It's like write it down so it can release from your mind. And I still do believe that that helps. But for these little things, it's almost like our brain knows it's so simple, like just go do it. Those are the things we can't, just by writing it down, they don't often release. Like, and I, that was so true to me because if I write down, like if I have an idea for a podcast, if I have an idea for content, I have a system for that. I'm able to then kind of separate from it. But those things like pay that bill, I'm just constantly reminding myself. I'm like, I know I wrote it down, but my brain can't hear that. And so for those, what I deem, and again, you will have to deem for yourself, what are the quote unquote little things, right? Or what are the simple things? I do them as soon as I can. And most of the time, it's right when I think about it because it's I've often seen something that's kind of triggered that thought. And I'm like, awesome, I'll get that done. I have felt so much lighter and freer every day because I'm doing these things. And it's like, man, like, why, why didn't I do this before, <laughs> right? But it all ties to this standard, right? The thing I want you to think about, the thing she encourages us to think about is this save nothing for later. Like, later, later is, and I know that, like later is in the future, right? I, I've talked about this many times. If I say I'm going to do it later, I'm my brain doesn't know when that's going to happen, right? The future stays, the future is the future. And so even if, even with things like content and things like that, she said the energy you have at the creation of that thought is going to be the highest level of vibration of that energy, of that thought that you're going to have. And so if you can, like do something with it right then and there. And so what I've started doing is instead of just always writing down ideas, I'll either pop on Instagram stories and just record it right then and there and share it in my story to get things started or pull up my video and I'll just take a simple video of me, like not to necessarily use but so that I can capture like that energy so that when I rewatch it, when I'm ready to like sit down and do the PowerPoint or I'm ready to sit down and write the blog post or the podcast, I can listen to that, you know, content and be like, okay, that's the energy I was holding. And it's just made such a difference. And it brings me back again. How does this, I want to try and always make this really transparent for you guys. Bringing it back to the present moment, save nothing for later means I'm making the most of this present moment. I'm not waiting for something to happen in the future. I'm making it happen right here, right now. Okay. So there you have it. There are five action steps to practice staying present. And as I always preach, this is a lifestyle. This is something, these are tasks you get to practice every single day. 
right? They are processes we get to practice every day. We are not meant to master them in one sitting. We are not meant to essentially master them, if you will, at all, because it is about living. I want to encourage you to live. That is my <laughs> major mission here at Life. I want you to define your life so you get to live the life that you desire and deserve and that is absolutely destined for you. So to um, reiterate real quick, we're going to let go of the unfinished. We're going to ditch those arbitrary timelines. We're going to leave Shouldville behind. We're going to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and we are going to save nothing for later. And that is how we, together, the Define You crew, is going to take some action steps to stay present. All right, sound good? I hope so. I want to know which one are you putting to practice first. If you could do me such a great favor and go share this out. Uh, again, let me know what step really resonated with you or if you had any aha moments, I would love to connect with you on social media, but I would also love to make sure this podcast gets out to as many people as possible. So if you could please rate, review, subscribe. We know that's how the algorithms love to share our content. Fortunately and unfortunately, um, I would love though your support in doing that so we could get this out to the masses. Um, with that, if there's something you wanna hear on a future episode, all you gotta do is let me know and I would love to record that for you. And you guys get ready for some new content coming this summer. I'm excited. I have a brand new workshop coming up in a couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. All amazing things. I feel like I have found my Define You groove back. And so I'm so excited to be sharing all of this with you. So with that, everybody, get out there, live your best life. Keep on loving who you are, trusting who you are, owning and who you are, because all of those help you define who you are each and every day. I'll see you guys next week. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.